Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Uh, there's Driver of Match, 
Facebook.com with Jim Walden. Uh, this is a tremendous site if you're a co-driver, a team, team driver looking for a co-driver. And your company has just basically asked if you're a smoker or a non-smoker, and then they team you up with somebody totally incompatible. Uh, this is a site that uh, can can get you matched up to somebody who you can really get along with, which, you know, when you're with somebody 24-7, that's pretty important. So that is uh, www.drivermatch.com. Now, I uh, mentioned uh, driversalike.net. That's with Danielle and Lee. And we also have... Uh, runwithjazzy.com. She's the 16-year-old running across America from California to New York, and uh, she's doing it for the benefit of those without insurance and truckers nationwide for the St. Christopher's Fund. Uh, there's also the American Trucking Network.ning.com, which is a social media site for truckers. Uh, excellent site. Uh, just check it out, americantruckingnetwork.ning.com. Uh, of course, everyone knows Trucker Desiree, and she has two websites, truckerdesiree.com and realwomenintrucking.com. Uh, this is a blog, uh, great for trucking info with a bit of a flair. There's no holding back on this blog, and uh, Desiree pretty much tells it like it is, no holding back. Uh, we have Daniel Audette from Truck Star Radio. Uh, he uh, He's a host. He has a blog. And right now he's doing a, a lot of work on the human trafficking problems uh, along with uh, other trucking issues. And he has a, a variety of guests uh, you can call in there. Jan and Jim McCarter, uh, that also with Bobby Buffet, they brought him along. And that's the keystruckers.com. That's a blog. Most of you know Jan and Jim from the YouTube videos and the songs they sing. As a matter of fact, we're probably going to play one tonight. Uh, Mike Rohn, RMR Consultants. Mike's done an incredible amount of work helping those understand the many laws and regulations going on right now, right in the trucking industry. You can find him on uh well, you could find him on rmrconsultants.com, and he's also uh, an expert on roadproservices.com, which leads us up to them. Uh, roadproservices.com is a portal for commercial drivers only and their spouses, and all this is verified. It's a private and secure site. Uh, you really, if you have a CDL, uh, you need to check out this site, roadproservices.com. Uh, next on our list, we have uh, Dan Little of OOU, that's Owner Operators United, and uh, his goal is to stand united for the betterment of the American trucker and the trucking industry. That's ownerooperatorsunited.com. We have Fred Schaffner of the American Driver, and that is theamericandriver.com. Uh, Fred and Shady Schaffner, uh, well, they've been working hard for a long time for the rights of drivers. Uh, if you remember, they were the key instrument 
in getting the truck stops back open in Virginia as well as eliminating the two-hour parking law that was up there. So that's the AmericanDriver.com. And a hello to Matt Turner. I'm glad I found him on Facebook. Um, I told Alan, and he's, they've been conversing because uh, he always sends out the Texas Broadcasting when Fred uh, is going to have a show over there, and, and he has some really good shows. That's the Texas Broadcasting Network. So hi, Matt. And what do we have? I think that's... That's, if, if I've forgotten anybody, I'm really sorry because the list is just getting longer and longer. I know we just added a new blog to our um, blog roll on the AskTheTrucker.com site, and that's War on Truckers. That was just added, um, another great site. And if you have a, a trucking site and, and you work hard uh, for trucker rights and uh, are interested in the industry and raising the standards, just send us an email. Uh, we can put you on our blog roll. We'll look at your blog. Uh, just send it to info at truthabouttrucking.com. And the bigger the list, the better, because this is not uh, about a competition of blogs. It's about a strength and support of like-minded people to improve and raise the standards of the trucking industry. The other thing I want to announce is uh, we're getting more and more uh, inquiries uh, for sponsorship on the iPhone trucker application that we have. Uh, we just signed another one up tonight, and we had one last week, and uh, people are really catching on to the iPhone trucker app. So if you do have an iPhone, you want to download it and take a look at it. And if you want to uh, be a sponsor, um, we're having some wonderful rates uh, with the sponsorship on the iPhone app, the blog also, and we're just combining them. So you can give us an email at info at truckerapp.com or info at truthabouttrucking.com, and we'll be happy to talk about that to you, but it's a great it's a great application. Alan put his whole heart and soul into creating that, and uh, we really would like to share that with you. So I don't think I've forgotten every anything. Um, Alan, did I forget anything? Uh, nothing that rings a bell or just uh, social media has just really taken off in this trucking industry, hasn't it? Oh, it's incredible. Uh, you, you really have to have, you know, a, a lot of time because that's the whole idea of being social. And, you know, you can't just, it's not a matter of just posting things and walking away, but, you know, it's very involved. But that's that's the way social media works. So a lot of times, you know, I do apologize if we don't get back to people. It, it's almost impossible sometimes to get to everybody, although we try to. But, um, you know, we do work, and, and it's it's just difficult. So just forgive us if, you know, we're not snubbing anybody. Um, it's just hard for us to get to everybody. Okay. All right. Well, good. Good job. There's just a lot of sites that need to be recognized out there. It's not all just about us here. So, uh, that, so good. I'm glad you mentioned all those sites and everything. And if you're someone else out there that has a site that we didn't mention or just getting started, Call us and let us know. We'll be glad to broadcast you over the air across the World Wide Web. So, all right. Thanks, Donna. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. we do work, and um, when we uh, 
when we first started this, I, I get, you know, I, I try to answer all the emails. It's just, it's gotten to a point now after five or six years, it's nearly impossible. Uh, I mean, I, I'll, I can get one, 200 emails a day. Okay, I think I'm back. Uh, I think we just got hung up on there, but all right, Donna and I was trying to use the same mic here. Uh, am I on there, Donna? Because uh, I think that's what happened. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm showing I'm back on. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm on. Uh, yeah, we were on the same same mic there for a minute, and then Donna got off and knocked me off, so we'll have a little dead space there. So just part of live internet talk radio but um as i was saying just before i got cut off uh, yeah we get a lot of emails and uh try to answer them the best i can it's almost getting to the point of uh impossible to answer all the all the emails but we try and uh of course we have our phone call too we get phone calls and we try to return those and and uh, it's getting to the point really where the best way to uh try to ask a question or uh, receive a comment or something from us is just through the email and again there's just so many of those um, I may not be able to get to all of them either but sometimes you know sometimes I'll get an email like how do you become a truck driver and uh, I figure if somebody has to ask that without doing a little research on their own they probably don't need to be a trucker anyway but but that's kind of where we stand on that but we do our best and um uh, try to answer and help people the best we can. So um, a lot of good sites that Donna gave out there, so uh, be sure to, to uh, check those out. And if you have a site you'd like to share with us, you can call us at 347-826-9170. And uh, this is uh, Trucking Topics Open Discussion. And, um, uh, you know, I get asked a lot about why don't I have more shows during the week. And uh, how come Truth About Trucking Live is only on the air for one, maybe two times per week? And and the answer to that question is really simple, because I drive a truck for a living. I work five to six days per week at 12 to 14 hours per day, and uh, Wednesday and Thursdays are my usual days off, so that is the only time that I have time to do live shows. Uh, so I guess I could do a show when I come in from work, but that is usually anywhere from uh, 3.30 to 5 in the morning, and I don't think too many listeners would be tuning in at that time. So until I hit the Florida lottery, I have to stick to my days off. So that is why we're on the air live when we are. It's called driving a truck for a living but for now we're back on the air and i have to be honest with you i have absolutely nothing prepared for this evening's show i usually have something prepped for the show but just didn't have time to get it done on this go around so that is why this is trucking topics open discussion part two you decide what we talk about on this broadcast of truth about trucking live so again i say what's on your mind 
would love to have you on the show. 347-826-9170 is our call-in number. And you are always welcome as our guest right here on Blog Talk Radio. And the way it works is I call out your area code, and that is your cue that you're on the air. So we'll get started. We have mostly listeners, which we're always happy to see. Uh have a caller from area code 302. So uh, welcome to the show. You're live on the air. Yeah, good evening there, Alan. How you doing? Yeah, I'm alive, son. I'm alive. Well, that's good. If I say any more of that, I might be a liar. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Well, it uh, might be a good idea to uh, talk about Jason's law a little bit. That was, according to uh, your blog, that was going to be one of the topics tonight. I want to understand it more. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the topics tonight is whatever uh, the caller wants it to be. Well, let's talk a little bit about Jason's law. Yeah, that's important. What all does it uh, ins- uh, consist of? What does it consist of? Yeah. It's basically just um, uh, funding, uh, I think, I'd have to look back again, uh, so many dollars per year for six years, I think, for funding new uh, rest areas and secure parking areas for truckers. Well, that would be a good thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. because... Uh, they basically on ramps or off ramps, even though the shoulder's wide enough, have they've shut them down. You can't even use them anymore, just about in any state. Uh, so yeah. that leaves rest areas and uh, truck stops. Rest areas are just too cotton packing small. Yeah, I mean they're still uh, parking along the roads here in Florida. I mean I'm sure they're doing it wherever they can get away from it. But uh, you know since it's all supposed to be about safety. Uh, certainly nothing safe about stretching out across the lanes there, but Jason's Law is one of, one of the biggest issues to come along in trucking for years, and and it's gaining steam. You know, we had um, Congressman Paul Tonko on the show not too long ago, and Hope Rivenberg, the widow of Jason Rivenberg, has come on our show. So um, it's looking good and gaining steam, but that's really the the thrust of it is to uh, to get more safe and secure parking. You know, for these drivers, so they don't have to sit in uh, abandoned lots and along the roads and anywhere they can find. So, yeah, that, that's a good thing. Well, I've got to agree with you. For 27 years and over 3.5 million miles under my belt, uh, it oftentimes was very, very hard to find a place to park. So I can get my uh, recommended amount of sleep, mm-hmm. as you well know. Oh, but, yeah. uh, and it's getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Oh, yeah. A lot of these states uh, have issued this two-hour rule. And if a lot of truckers follow that, they're noncompliant. And, but the states don't care. They'll give them a fine anyway. I was one of them that got one. Yeah, well, you know, that was an issue in Virginia last year when they were closing down those 19 rest areas and uh, – you know, the AmericanDriver.com jumped on that and was fighting it, and they ended up closing them. But when the new governor came along, he reopened them. And when you were in there, you had a two-hour parking limit, but they did away with that. So uh, 
so there was a lot done about that. But, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous when you have to shut down for 10 hours and they only give you two hours to do it. i got to agree with you. If they would do more rest areas, uh, like on 81, when you first come into the state of Virginia there about Bristol, if they make more rest areas like that, that size, then you would have a, a, a good place to be able to find you a spot. Yeah. And be legal doing that interfering with anybody else. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, you've got to keep the campers out. Uh, the uh, ag along campers and that type of people out, because it's you know it should be made specifically for truckers. And I understand that they need a place to park too. But uh, you know that's recreational, and those recreational people, if they don't plan ahead. Uh, I don't know what to say. Well, I've pulled into uh, rest areas many times for the truck area, and uh, there would be a little pickup pulling a 14-foot trailer parked in the last space, and I had to move on, and, uh, you know, that's kind of aggravating. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> but that's, that's what the whole thing real, is. Huh? That's putting it real mild. Yeah, 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 I was being kind. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think a lot of drivers had the misconception that there was just a, a lot of pork barrel in Jason's Law, but there's absolutely none. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a part of the entire transportation bill. But like I said, it's it's gaining good steam, and, uh, you know, we just got our fingers crossed. And, you know, uh, Donna, I think you're still on there. You know, Hope came on just last week and uh, was saying uh, – with uh, Paul Tonko, the congressman out of New York, uh, it's gaining steam and looking good. Well, yeah, because last week they had a press conference up in Washington, D.C. Hope actually went to every door of every congressman and senator up there to hand out and please ask him to be a co-sponsor of H.R. 2156, which is Jason's Law. So she did get some more sponsors. but uh, And also, to let everybody know, that uh, the ATA, OIDA, the Teamsters, everybody's behind this. But we need, uh, <laughs> it's like a huge call to action, if you will, for everybody to call their congressmen and make sure they're on board with HR 2156. If you're concerned about uh, trucker safe trucker parking, then you need to call. And if they're bombarded, they'll get on with it. You know how it works. Now that the health care thing is pretty much settled down, uh, they'll, have, they'll be more concentrated on these types of issues. So if you don't know who your uh, congressman or senator is, uh, we have a link on our website. Uh, it just says contact your congressman. It's off in the right-hand column of the Ask the Trucker blog. Just click on it. You, you put in your um, zip code, and it's like a five-minute call. And for all the hundreds of hours that Hope, after she lost her husband due to uh, being shot because he was uh, uh, asleep in an unsafe area in an abandoned lot, for all the hours she's done to make sure that nobody else has to endure this kind of loss, I'm just pleading with people out there to take five minutes out of your day 
to say thank you, Hope, for all you do to make sure we have safe trucker parking, and we're going we're gonna to do this to make sure you do. And I guarantee you, everybody who hears this call tonight, if they do that, that this bill will pass. So we can't just rely on the fact that the APA and, and a lot of the teamsters and everybody is, is for it. We're going to take people calling up and getting these congressmen and senators to co-sponsor this bill. So I, I just wanted to say that. This is, this is really, really important for drivers. I mean, they've been complaining for years that there's no parking. Okay, we've got something that can start parking going. Let's just make a five-minute phone call and make sure it goes through. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, you always there's always the drivers, um, you know, uh, that will say, uh, you know, you can always find a parking space. And, you know, to a certain extent that's true. I mean, I was out there 32 years. I always found a parking space. But, you know, Patches, it wasn't always the easiest thing to do. You are so correct. And then you throw the northeast in there. Well, we all know once you reach a certain point, I always call it the point of no return, uh, you're going to have a rough, rough time finding the – you may squeeze in somewhere, but is it going to be a safe place to squeeze into? You, oh, you said a mouthful of that time, especially as soon as you uh, more or less go across the George Washington Bridge, you've had it. There are not that many places to go. No, you know, you know, every time I ran up there, I would always, uh, you know, screen through Virginia. I'd stop at Virginia. They had decent rest areas. And after I left Virginia, I was I would scream all the way through, uh, up through the rest of Virginia and through D.C., and I would make it up there to uh, Elkton, Maryland, at that giant Petro there, right at the Delaware line. Yeah. And, and I would kind of, uh, you know, get my senses back to me because I knew once I left there, uh, it was going to be rough riding until I got out of the Northeast. And, um, I mean, you had your little places along the New Jersey Turnpike, but, I mean, good Lord, those truck stops up through there that are there, you, if you're not in there at a certain time, you're, you're not getting in there. So, I, so I, I personally, when I left Elkton, Maryland, and hit Delaware line, to me that was a point of no return because I knew that the next several days were just going to be some some rough trucking. So, I, I, I mean, he, and Jason's Law is supposed to be looking out, you know, nationwide. You know, I don't even know if they really need to do that. They can take that money for the next six years and focus on those states that have the biggest problems like the Northeast and and add more parking up there. I would be happy with that. That would be beautiful. I would yeah. If I had to go up there right now, I don't know what I'd do, you know, because I got to agree with you. From the bottom of uh, New Jersey and uh, the bottom of Delaware, you after that, like you said, you've got some places along the turnpike. But uh, after that, you're done. There's very, very little. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can't think of that. I can't think of the name right now, but Exit 7 off the turnpike there in New Jersey, that TA truck stop, I mean... Morgantown. Morgantown, that place, that would wear me out just, just, to, just to get in there and out, you know. So that's why I say right there from Elkton, Maryland, to me, that was a point of no return. Well, they've got a large Petro there now. They've increased parking there and uh, a pilot. Now, yeah, I think uh, the pilot was there when I was there, so it's been about five years since I was there. The Petro might have been there, too. 
It was, but they've enlarged it. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> they can park approximately two, like two hundred trucks in there now. Yeah, I bet you still get in there at five. It's done. It's full. You can forget it. Yeah, and that's what I mean, and that's that's why Jason's Law is is one of the biggest bills to come along in trucking in years. It's a very important bill. I've got to agree with you, and I support it wholeheartedly. Because uh, if this nation as a whole finally realizes what it takes and what it would cost a normal consumer by themselves, if the truckers stop, Mm -hmm. what would happen to our country? Yeah, I know. That's like that. Go ahead. Oh, I said that's like that article you wrote, what would happen if... uh, I mean, you, it was really, really scary and when you looked at the catastrophic uh, events that would happen throughout the world if trucks stopped because, uh, I mean, everything, things that we don't even think of. Most of the time we just think about food and you know, things like that, but this was actually yeah. fuel and, you know, just yeah. everything. If yeah. you just look at your warehouses, food warehouses, they only carry at the maximum a two to a three day supply. Then you got to go to your refineries. How much of a supply do they have? And you, you know, you just take it on from there. And if truckers stop because of lack of sleep or accidents or whatever, what's this country going to do? Yeah, I know. I laid it out on a post about a long-term trucker strike, and it actually it would be it would actually turn into a a, a global a global situation. Yeah. But I'll uh, I'll leave you I'll leave your line open there, Patches. Let's and uh, you know just feel free to jump in when you like if you want to hang on with us. We've got a caller from uh, area code two zero four. Go ahead, you're live on the air. Good afternoon, Alan and Donna. Congratulations to the program. I like yeah, it very hi. much. Uh-huh. Did you receive my email about the penalty that we have received? Uh, yeah, I did. I read it. And uh, uh, you're the one with the uh, the trade show and the uh, uh, $5,000 fine, right? That's right. Yeah, that we- was quite a story. So you did everything the... Uh, the people told you to do. You did everything your dispatcher told you to do, and they now they want you to pay a five thousand dollar fine. Yes, that's right. Uh, we did everything that we had to do, and did actually a little bit more. We used our extra time. Uh, we used our phone calls to accommodate everything that goes smoothly. And I got a bunch of factors now that we are supposed to pay for that five thousand fine. Uh, and I. I don't see that it's a penalty whatsoever. It's just an invoice what they're sending me. When I call people, they don't even want to talk to me. They say, you're just a driver. <laughs> when I call uh, at the convention center, because the people in the convention center have told me, too, that there, there would not be a penalty at all. Right. They, they want to help me a lot, but they said, you know what, it has nothing to do with you. And that's true because uh, we just delivered our stuff, and whoever had to pay a penalty is not us because we did our, our job right. What were we fined for? Well, 
as I see it here, it's uh, I don't even see a penalty. At the invoice, what I see is for the freight. What they were, uh, said at the beginning is uh, we were not supposed to uh, unload until that Julian guy was there, but he never went there. He was supposed to be there and uh, a few days before that, but he came late in the afternoon when we not were able to unload anyway. And uh, it's all the penalty that that or the, all the charges here that I see are from February 12th, which we were there on 15th. So everything doesn't make sense, but we get automatically deducted from our wages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's, a, it's a long story. Basically, to make it short, is they, yeah. they, they, took, they took a load to a, a convention center for a show, and the instructions were they could not unload until this other guy was present or uh, he would be fined $5,000. Well, they get to the show... And, uh, you know, of course, these convention shows, they, they work on a schedule. So they told them they had to unload. And they said, well, this guy, we have to wait for this guy before we can unload or there will be a penalty. And the convention people told them, no, there's no such thing as a penalty. You, we work on a schedule. You've got to get this unloaded and get out of here now. So they did everything right. They called the trucking company. They were in contact with their dispatcher constantly and saying, hey, the guy never showed up. What do you want us to do? The dispatcher finally says, okay, we'll go ahead and unload. They go ahead and unload, leave the convention center, and now they get hit with a $5,000 fine for not following the instructions. But the guy who was supposed to be there totally blew him off. He couldn't even be found. So... uh you know, I don't know if you did or not. What I would have done is when the convention people told you uh, that there's no such thing as a fine, I would have gotten them to write a statement and put that in writing. But you could probably still do that now. If you could get them to put a writing down saying that, that uh, they don't charge penalties or fines, just get all that in writing, uh, that should be enough to, um, you know, hold up in court and get, and get you out of that mess that you're in. Yeah, uh, that's exactly uh, what I know too. That I should have gotten and right. But who in a world in a hectic life like that would think about like something like that? There could be something wrong. You trust some people. In addition, I have on my legal document what the, my company wrote us what to do is not even saying anything about it that Julian guy has to be there. It just says, and I have it right here in front of me. Say you have to be there at uh, seven o'clock sharp at this Ackerman address. You must be there at seven to get offloaded. Otherwise, they will not offload you. And once you're checked in, proceed to the convention center. It's all that's by legal paper. Okay. And who who issued the fine? Who is the fine from? The fine from. What I have here is a fact that comes from Florida from the Convention Center uh, Breed Allied, Convention Center Services. Uh, how that works, one, one fact is from the Convention Center in Florida. We went, were in San Antonio. There's another threatened email that my manager has received that comes from Quebec, Canada. I don't even know what it is. And non, all the phone numbers, they don't seem right. It's just a mess. It's a, a huge mess. Well, well who, uh, so you're saying that the $5,000 fine came to you from the convention center? 
they, the time is from the convention center, yes. Okay. Do you, have, is, do, you have the, do you have the name of the people from the convention center? Because I know you said you talked with a supervisor at the convention center, and they told you that there's no such thing as a fine. Right. Do you, uh, have we, their na- you still have their and, name? Uh, in fact, we talked to three people. One time I talked to to one person, my husband present. The other time I talked to someone, only me and him. And the other time my husband talked to someone. And that's the only name we have. It's a certain Anthony who signed the paper that we have unloaded. If I may. Yeah, go uh, ahead. This, here's a good example. This is a very good one, in fact. You have uh, no uh, signature saying or anybody saying in writing that uh, there's no penalty. This is where a small recorder comes in very, very handy. Uh, yeah. Excited yeah, in a situation such as this. Have your recorder with you. And yeah. put it up and hit record. Yeah. And whatever that person says, you will have yeah. permanent record. Yeah. Then when yeah. you call your dispatcher, there's a little earpiece uh, yeah. uh, that you put on the phone to the recorder. Uh-huh. Record what they say and tell them that you're recording it. Mm-hmm. And in that way... In other words, you need to cover all, and I will say it again, all the bases. That's what a lot of people use, uh, or in bookstops you'll see, called dispatch busters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what you need. Yeah, and here's the thing. Just like you said, uh, Gerda, uh, you know, you trust people. Here's the thing about long-haul trucking, and I know you know this, but... uh, you can't trust anybody in this long-haul trucking industry because it's always going to come back to the driver. It's always going to come back against the driver. It's always going to be the driver's fault. So, uh, I mean, you know, hindsight, you know, we all know about hindsight, but any, circum- any circumstance, uh, circumstances like that, I would have gotten it in writing from one of those supervisors. But now that you don't have that, um you know you're in a real tough situation, and yeah. I don't I don't know what they're going to do if you don't pay the five thousand dollar fine. But you know, and I'm certainly no attorney, but you know, you may just have to end up uh, uh, getting an attorney and and uh, you know discussing it with a uh, you know someone you know you know like an attorney who knows the law and what to do because I um, you know that's the only kind of advice I can give you. And, and what's your company saying to you? Well, the, uh, the company, that is the ironic thing. We are there with the company since October. And since October, we started, I started to drive in the uh, trucking industry. My husband is in there much longer. But my husband worked for a good company like Roadway, Yellow, Rima Express. That's a very, very good company. Mm-hmm. Uh, although they went bankrupt, but however... Uh, they didn't have issues like this. So we were not well prepared for things like that. And yeah. my company is just firing back. They say, I didn't mess up. I'm not going to pay a cent. I said, I don't pay a cent either because I didn't mess up either. But they are the ones that 
wanted us to write a check. I said, I'm not going to write a check. Now they said to me, that we deducted from your wages. And I said to him, okay, you're stealing from me because you have no right to do that. So I yeah. contacted a lawyer, and they, they are very interested in proceeding this. But on the other hand, uh, the company what we worked for has some uh, very, very good uh, sites too for us. It works very well. And in addition, there are lots of people there are friends. So we try to work something out together to uh, get over this one or move on. And yeah, well, if it, was, if it was me, the only way that I would work together is not one red penny would come out of my pocket for that $5,000 fine cause, because I have a little bit leverage here over our listeners because I know your whole story. I read it, and uh, you you were you in communication just, I mean, constantly, and your dispatcher told you, okay, go ahead and uh, unload. But, mm-hmm. man, I wish you would have gotten that on recording or a signed signed statement from that convention supervisor telling you that there's no such thing as a penalty. But, you know, I think something like this, a competent attorney, you know, won't have any problem with it. But, um, uh, you know, just I hope it all works out for you. Just let us know how it does. Uh, if I may, Alan. Uh, yeah. Did, do you have quail come? Do you have Qualcomm? Qual- yeah, uh, Qualcomm. Do you have satellite in your truck? No. 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 Okay. That killed that idea. Yeah. Okay. I guess, I guess we have to get all kinds of because uh, working as an owner operator like my husband does, I just work for him. They fire back much easier than if you were a company driver. Yeah. And the company that we're working for doesn't assume responsibility for anything, for nothing, no. not even yeah. for training, for nothing. Yeah. Because yeah. I got my, uh, my driver's license I got in two weeks. I went there for two uh, half a day for two weeks to got my driver's license. I had no training. They hired me. I went in that. I jumped in that because my husband is training me on the road. But that's how they work. And people who don't know about things like that, how in the world are they going to know that before they make a mistake if they don't get the training from the company? That's where uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, like Alan said before. But there again, at the same time, if you don't ask the questions and yeah. get the answers before you uh, ask for ask to be hired, that's where uh, there's a big problem. Yeah. 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 Well, you know. Uh, it's just one of those lessons you learn, but uh, yeah. when you're talking about long-haul trucking, and uh, it's, it's, this is what we've been talking about for five years now, just don't trust anybody. You've got to, uh, you know, cover your own self because uh, whatever goes wrong out there, that company, the companies will almost always turn it back on the driver, which is what happened yeah. here. If you can't work it out with your company, just get an attorney and, and, uh, you know, I, I'm sure they'll be able to get you out of that $5,000 fine. That's exactly why I wanted to call here, that people are aware that something like that happened, and maybe they get uh, more aware of that, and it wouldn't happen to them. Yeah, well, I'm glad you did. That's what uh, that's what we're all about, you know, uh, uh, getting this stuff out there and letting them know, you know, the 
what the reality of, of long-haul trucking can be. So, uh, well, you have my email. Just keep in touch and let me know how it goes, okay? I will. I will, Ellen. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks a lot, and uh, be careful out there. Yeah, I know the whole story to that, and uh, it's just, boy, I just wished... Uh, Oh, I wish I would have been there at the very beginning. I would have told them to get that in writing, you know. Uh, you got to get it in writing because uh, if you don't, the company's never going to take any responsibility. It's always going to it's always going to be the fault of the driver. That's just the way this uh, OTR trucking works. So, um, uh, You're right. Let me, get, uh, let me get this up. Area code 573. Uh, welcome to the show. Go ahead. Uh, yes, sir. I just wanted to... Get on that a little bit more. I, I noticed the uh, very small detail, basically, that she does not have a Qualcomm in her truck. Now, I'm with a company where I've got a Qualcomm. I'm a company driver. But another very effective thing that works is with modern technology, the way that it is, when you need something in writing, get in an email, you know, with your phone. You know, if you've got email capabilities on your phone, because a lot of times, you know, they're stupid enough to put it in writing <laughs> on an email. My company answers the email quicker than they actually will the Qualcomm sometimes. <laughs> that's an excellent yeah. idea. Yeah, that's good. Even I mean, have, yeah, that's really good. And, and I would be willing to bet that uh, she talked to like three different people at that convention center. One or two were supervisors. And she kept telling them, we were told that if we unload before this Julian guy gets here, there's going to be a fine. And... She had a, at least one supervisor tell her there's no such thing as penalties or fines. I don't know what you're talking about, and I guarantee you if she had asked him to put that in writing, he probably would have. But now, uh, you know, a $5,000 fine, that's a heck of a fine. And yeah, I've never throwing been it back on her. Of, yeah, I've never been in that kind of a money situation. That's, that's very unfortunate, and I feel bad for her. I did, I did have a situation involving a hazmat load one time that was going to cost me about 160 bucks had I not got what a dispatcher told me to do in writing. But, you know, I mean, I had it on Qualcomm and I had it on email. And I said, well, look at the Qualcomm. It's there. Oh, we can't find a copy of it. Oh, well, guess what? I have it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, would be gr- it would be great if she had that Qualcomm because, I mean, worse comes to worse, you can just pull up that screen on that Qualcomm, where that dispatcher said, go ahead, unload, and snap a digital picture of it or anything, you know, just anything that you can show and say, look, they told me to go ahead, unload, and that's what I did. Right. But to me, having email as a written backup sometimes when you're in a situation that could became, could become hairy later on is is very effective. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And, and uh you know, it's like I told her. I said, "Well, you just, you know, learn from your mistakes. The $5,000 is a big mistake, but I don't think it'll hold up. I mean, I'm no attorney. I'm no expert on law, but I would imagine there's an attorney out there that could uh get her out of this. And she's already talking to one, so more than likely uh, you know, yeah. that's what's going to happen, but it's just the pain of having to go through this when you're trying to run the road and make a living at the same time." Yeah, it stinks. And I mean, there's there's people in the offices that are cutthroat nowadays, and sometimes I don't see how they sleep at night, to be honest with you. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, well. I mean, there's sure they... people there, too, but. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, and, and you know, there, there, there's good companies out there, but, 
you know, overall, this long-haul truck, and there's just, uh, you know, this is just a part that goes along with it, and if you don't know, uh, you, you know, you're going to get hit with stuff like this. But I think she can work it out through an attorney or maybe with her company, but uh, I wouldn't pay one one red penny out of my pocket because they told me go ahead and unload. So it may just take an attorney, you know, which is a shame, but I guess you live and learn. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it works out for her. Yeah, I hope it does, too. So, uh, all right, well, I appreciate your call. All right, thanks. Uh-huh, thanks a lot. All right. Um, yeah, that's just uh, another factor of uh, truth about trucking. And they're not all that way, but there's just so many things that go on out there, and that's what we've been, uh, that's what we've been uh, dealing with for quite a while. So, um, uh, Patches, do you have anything else you needed to share with us? Well, there was one other thing that uh, Jason's law goes a long way, and I hope it continues. But there's one other main issue that has to be uh, the Congress and everybody else has to look at. And they want tr- they're hollering for trucker safety, trucker safety. Trucker sa- truckers are the safest drivers out there. Yep. Because they have they have to look because they know, realize what they're doing. The problem is the regular consumer uh, that drives the uh, automobile, they just don't pay attention anymore. Oh, I know. Now, a lot of states have uh, come up with this cell phone, uh, can't have it to year, no texting, no reading. That doesn't go far enough. If the states don't start stepping up and fining people uh, for non-use of turn signal, Illegal lane changes, following truckers too close. Because if we follow one too close, oh Lord have mercy! Yeah, but, I know. You know they've got to crack, start cracking down on them. As uh, like, all right, I take a person coming out of uh, just basically school, a uh, high school. They've got an idea of what it takes to a point. But then again, there's another point there. They associate everything just like their parents did. Their parents is the ones that really should have to go back to school as far as driving goes. Yeah. Because they have forgotten. They've got used to doing things uh, the wrong way in a lot of cases. But yeah. They just have to uh, realize they are more at fault than a trucker. Just being. Oh, I know. I know. Again, as you know, yeah, it all goes back to the trucker. The trucker's always at fault. Oh, I know, and I've I've been saying that for so long, and and you know, it's just the truth. Uh, uh, they do need to crack down. Boy, Florida has some of the craziest drivers I've ever seen. Uh, uh, Donna, did you want to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say that they should incorporate that in part of the um, three-hour course. When when people go to get a license, they have to go to that three-hour course. And there should be a, a segment in there that, ex, that explains to people about trucks and why they have to be careful and explain that it takes them a long time to break and all the things that they have to watch out for. I don't believe that that is in that course. Um, I mean, of course, I did it a long time ago. Uh, they possibly could have added it since then. I mean, it's been years and years I've had my license. You know, a long time, but yeah. uh, that's well, not, 
it has to be in the education system because they just don't understand. What was that woman that said to you, Alan? Oh, I thought you could stop faster because you had 18 breaks. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, that happened. That happened a long time ago. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, Patches, thanks. Thanks for the call. The uh, yeah, just a little old lady pulled out in front of me, and I smoked the tires and got the rig stopped, and and uh, she stopped and got out and just apologized and apologized, and she just she said she thought that I had a uh, since I was an eighteen wheeler, I had eighteen brakes, but uh, yeah, that that's what it is, and you know I don't know if they'll in, incorporate that, uh, you know they haven't done it yet, but uh, they certainly need to need to do so. Uh, caller from area code three three zero, welcome to the show. You're live on the air. Go ahead. Hey there, Mr. Allen, Ms. Donna. Yeah, how hi. you doing? Uh, this is overtime. Oh, hi, hey, Matt. How's it going? <laughs> how are you guys? You all right? Yeah, yeah doing good. No, I don't hear any tempers really flaring yet. No, no, it's kind of been a kind of a laid back show. I I had some things I wanted to go over with, but uh, but uh, this is open topic, so this is. This show is, all our shows are for the callers, but this one's really for the callers. I'm just letting everybody decide what they want to talk about. It makes my job a whole lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, let, me, let me throw a little, a little something out in, on, on the back of what the other gentleman said. Um, and even Don is touching on it. These, these four-wheelers, or let's just, even we are a four-wheeler operator whenever we're out of our truck. All can admit that. So it's not just... Are those forwards because it's not just uh, that's not just a problem. The problem herein lies where education from the the general public and the commercial driver we we all operate on a completely different basis. And what I mean by that is if they actually really knew what we go through and what we have to deal with in traffic, maybe they may change their mind about pulling in front of me. Our, our safe, what we all call our safe zone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't really want to get to, it doesn't even sound like you're too much on the uh, the CS2010 deal. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, going on to that topic. <laughs> OTA, the Ohio Trucking Association, um, are no, they're now holding classes over here, Okay. And those classes are to inform these drivers about this CSA or the changes in the law, right? Well, why would they be why would they be holding classes and trying to educate them, asking for money, when the ATA, as we all know it, had a hand in this creativity? Well, they should be asking money for them. Um, this is all free information on the on the government site. I mean, anything you want to know is, is on that government site. And we are going to be having a show with the FMCSA. Uh, uh, I believe, well, we haven't nailed down the date yet, but it's going to be in April because we've been talking with them um, for the last four or five weeks, and we had that uh, one-hour uh, interview with them. And... But to charge drivers for this information, you know, to me it's just ridiculous. And uh, it's free on their website. There's a 198-page uh, document um, that we have. I'm going to put the link up, or Alan, you can put the link up. 
to it uh, on the on the uh, Tucker app and on the blog that explains all the violations and the points and everything about this this law. And all you have to do is read it. So I don't really understand why why you have to pay money for it when you can just get on the site and read it. Fighting or I'm fighting the a, the OTA right now here in Ohio. Invited and then disinvited because I I told them I say I said I have been a truck I have been in the trucking industry for roughly about 13 years now. And since you guys had had your creativity in changing this law, uh, we already all know that these laws have been on the books for years. Okay, but something new, something new to the driver and in our industry is this point system. Why are you going to charge myself and also members of of the OTA fee for the education material about such laws? And immediately, immediately, I got a bad email and removed from their foot. Let's just say removed from the, I did. I have gotten removed from their foot. Well, and who is they're, they're, just, they're just trying to make money. That's all it is because, like Donna said, uh, all the information is free from their side. I mean, there's and the, the sad thing about that, too, is most of the information they're giving drivers is completely false. I mean, it keeps changing from day to day. So, yes, it I does. Mean, that's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the only—they're just trying to make some money, I guess. And who is that? I couldn't hear. You can, honey, you can go to the OTA, um, the Ohio Trucking Association's webpage. You both are on Facebook. Get her to the OTA Facebook page. You'll see it posted. I mean, I have toured them about asking them why you guys should not be charging charging anything, trying to educate these drivers about the changes in which are taking place. Number yeah, one, they had to, I mean, for real, Alan, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's everybody, ridiculous. Everybody they're working, knows. They're, they're, working off, they're working off the fears of drivers, and they're making money off of it. Right, right. You're, you're, you're right. I mean, Fred I mean, and I kicked this last night, and, I mean, there's always a hidden agenda. And and so far, we you know, like we all can pretty much guess, the hidden agenda on this one is uh, fines, penalties, money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, that you know, that's my opinion. I mean, that's all I see because there's no reason to be charging drivers to to learn about the CSA 2010 because you can learn everything you want to know right now from the website for free. So I don't know what else it could be. These guys need to stand up, Alan. Every one of them. We all do. Well, yeah. that's why we're, we're going to have this show. Um, and like I said, it's in April. Uh, we submitted uh, to them uh, a list of concerns, and they're going to get back to us. Matter, matter of fact, we're supposed to receive it this week. And then to nail down a date where we can address all the concerns and by the way, Matt, you know, if you have uh, more questions, you know, concerns, it already might be on our list. But just, uh, and everybody out there listening, um, if you have a concern, send it to Info at Truth About Trucking, and then we can send it on to them and address it during the show. Because, uh, you know, we realize that there is a lot of information to digest, even if you do go on that site. Although I guarantee you, if, if you can just take an hour and, and read everything and go to all the links and, 
you know, really try to uh, uh, interpret it, it's, it's really not too difficult. But then after that, make notes while you're reading it and all your concerns. We have a list of questions we were concerned about, and they're going to get back to us. So that's going to be a, a great informative show uh, in April. And I'm looking forward to nailing down that date uh, with them. And I, I think it will be to the, everybody's benefit. So, Matt, you know, just send us an email, if you can, info at Truth About Trucking, and put in the subject line, CSA 2010, uh, so we can, you know, get all those separate and, and, and add them to our list of concerns. Well, I, I will definitely be there, and you know that. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, light, a lot like you guys. I'm very verbal. This is, is touching very close to home. And if it not for you, uh, Alan, myself, and, and a whole lot of other, a little bit other ones, stand up to these people. The, the normal truck, normal truck driver, ain't gonna say crap if it comes out of his mouth about such things. A lot of guys don't know that that you can fight issues like this, but there are people out there like like us that's fighting against this kind of crap because that's what it is. Yeah. Someone trying to get into my back, get Alan's back pocket food off our tables, just throw more more legislation and more uh, uh, political law down our throat. Yeah. yeah we, need to stand, we need to stand up and, and figure out when is it going to be enough. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Well, that's what, that's what we're trying to do. Uh, is, you know, the, the drivers really, you know, they work a lot of hours. A lot of those hours... They're not paid for. They're um, they're either waiting to be loaded or unloaded. And um, Alan wrote an article not too long ago, a few days ago. They're considered unskilled uh, labor. And you know now you're talking about charging even for new laws uh, that they need to be aware of. And all this, you know. How much really can come out of that paycheck when that paycheck is so small to begin with? There's so much sacrifice involved in um, OTR. And I, I tell you, there isn't a profession that I know about that uh, involves so much uh, sacrifice and so little uh, be rewarded on. And yet people are very de dedicated to this profession. Uh, they, I think they do it uh, just because the love of it. They love OTR. They love driving that truck. And it's just a shame that the rewards, and the, the rewards can't be uh, greater and the penalties can't be less. And a lot more responsibility should be um, uh, towards the companies and, uh, and, and not so much accountability uh, for the driver. So we're, we're hoping that this can all be resolved uh, with CSA 2010. Uh, the best way to do things is just, you know, talk them out and uh, and have everybody more aware of each each other's uh, side and understanding and more, you know, compassionate. And I think that's really what we're trying to do is get people to realize uh, that, you know, it's a, it's a very unbalanced scale and it needs to be more balanced. So yeah, and we just keep. And there's so many more people now, you know, joining forces, and uh, they're expressing the same 
mindset, mind uh, together, and that's what's going to make us all strong. Yeah, and it's Based like yeah. it's like you said, Matt. You know, nothing's going to happen if nobody takes any action. You're right, Alan. It, it's went to it, it's going. It's very, very close from being a very. Uh, we all know that our industry is bad, bad enough. Okay, and it can it can be even severe in, in cases. This is dang sure family oriented. Whenever whenever a man or a woman steps in the wheel and behind the wheel of that truck, it even by accident, it by accident, Alan, sucks family into that industry, and we all know that. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I mean, these guys, we we need to stick together, and and I'm not quite sure that. Um, that our local government or even even federal government understands what kind of a network we are we are actually gaining and, and creating here. I'm really unaware. I'm, I'm sure that they're unaware of the size of the network we're creating. Because right now it's getting big, very big. Oh yeah. And all they're doing is they're poking at it and they're poking at it and poking at it, Alan. Oh, I know. I know. I hear you. And uh, um, the. Uh, yeah, it is getting big, and and thanks thanks for the call, Matt, and the information. I appreciate it. But that's the only thing I can think of why they're charging uh, drivers to come in and uh, learn about CSA 2010 when it changes every day. And even the FMCSA doesn't know how the CSA 2010 is going to be finalized. But uh, so I can only think that it's just a, a money maker thing. But uh, but yeah, you're right. It is getting bigger. But the uh, the social media in trucking is getting bigger too. So. Um, uh, you know, voices are being heard, and like Donna said, the FMCSA, we've been in contact with them, and they've been in contact with us. We'll have them on the show in April, hopefully. We're trying to nail that down, but but um, nothing happens if you don't take action, and nothing happens if you don't discuss anything and see what's going on there. But uh, I wanted to, uh, we've got 22 minutes here remaining. I wanted to make sure that everybody knows about uh, some important upcoming webinars that I encourage you to uh, participate in. So many issues in trucking, uh, uh, Jason's Law and CSA 2010, just so much going on. And uh, through social media, uh, truckers' voices are being heard. I I, I can guarantee you, like I said on one of our last shows, uh, we are being heard. I know this for a fact. I won't get into it, but I know we are. But uh, upcoming webinars that uh, you need to be aware about, and uh, I hope you participate in. If you recall, uh, we had a show a while back concerning human trafficking in America, and Donna touched on that a little while earlier, too. But uh, it was a great show with a lot of listeners, and um, our special guest was Kyla Lieberg of Chapter 61 Ministries at chapter61.com, and uh, who began an initiative called Truckers Against Trafficking. And, of course, that's located at truckersagainsttrafficking.com. And they're going to be given an educational webinar about this crime, which, by the way, is a $32 billion industry. And these webinars are going to be taking place on April 14th, the 21st, and the 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And if you've never participated in an Internet webinar, I would encourage you to do so, and these webinars will be coming at the right time because uh, did you hear the latest? If you don't think human trafficking is a serious problem in America, then think again, because just yesterday, March 23rd, 
A trucker out of Maryland was indicted for transporting an 11-year-old girl across state lines for the purpose of sex. And you heard me right, 11 years old. Uh, a federal grand jury yesterday indicted a driver, Elmer Zalea Robles, age 41, out of Grand Prairie, Texas, who worked for a Maryland trucking company and resided sometimes uh, at times with a relative in Virginia on charges of transporting an 11-year-old girl from Maryland to engage in sex. So they caught him, and they have him uh, in custody. But here again, we have an incident of human trafficking, which does not get uh, the media attention that it that it deserves. So uh, I would like for uh, definitely let everybody know that uh, – this human trafficking goes on every day right here in America. So I hope you learn more about this crime and what you can do to help rescue victims of trafficking. Uh, the human trafficking educational webinars will be conducted, like I said, on April 14th, 21st, and the 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, put on by uh, Chapter 61 Ministries. And all you have to do to join in on the webinars is email tfcio at transportforchrist.org. And in the heading of the email, put trafficking webinar and tell them that you are wanting to join in on the webinars and they will email you back with the information you need that will, sh that will allow you to log in and be a part of the webinar. And uh, that email again is tfcio at transportforchrist.org. And a real easy way to get there and sign up for the webinar is just go to our blog at askthetrucker.com, and the very first post you'll see is there, uh, is about the trafficking webinar. And just read it and click on the email address following the instructions in the post, just like I gave you here, and sign up and attend these human trafficking webina webinars. If you've never done a webinar, it's pretty cool. And uh, get involved and take action, like Matt was saying. I mean, this is another serious problem, a, a horrendous crime. And uh, so I hope you sign up and attend these webinars. So just go to askthetrucker.com, and it will be the very first post on the page. And we'll be there, I know, so I hope, uh, I hope you are too. And that's one important message that I wanted to make sure that I got out on this broadcast. And uh, um just so many things going on in the trucking industry and uh the CSA 2010 um uh, that's just ridiculous that they're charging drivers to learn about it when it's all free on the website um and there and like I said it changes every day so I don't even know what they're teaching because whatever they're teaching will be changed tomorrow so uh, so just just a ton of things ton of things going on in trucking that's why we're trying to have these uh, open topics and uh um, a lot of times I try to stay away from politics. Our, our next show will be dealing in with politics, but um, uh, I'm wondering is is amnesty next for America? So uh, when you really look into this, there are just so many things going on. I mean, 32 million illegal immigrants becoming legal under the current administration. I mean, can you imagine what that would do for our nation's truck drivers? So is legalizing 32 million immigrants the next move? And many believe it is. So now uh, I'm all for people to, to be able to come to America and start a new life and chase after the American dream. Uh, 
but all I ask is that they do it legally. And we would have to go through the legalization process if we were to go to any other country. So why do they get away with staying here illegally? I've, I've written a few posts about this where I believe that the government and the U.S. Department of Labor wants these illegals here on purpose. Uh, they're classified as unskilled labor, just like the truck driver. And by keeping them here, keeps our wages down. And uh, think about it. I mean, remember a while back when the government was going to do a countrywide sweep and round up illegal immigrants and send them back to their own country? I mean, remember that? What happened? Nothing happened. They did one or two little sweeps, but then it all came to a stop. And uh, why? I mean, because because they want they want them here. It keeps the wages low. It keeps wages down. And uh, now, now, talk show host uh, Michael Savage holds uh, nothing back when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to this immigration issue. And he he alike uh, like many others believe that that's the next agenda. So that could be another thing coming uh, where truckers are going to have to face. I mean, who knows? I think it will be, but so many things going in trucking, but. Uh, Michael Savage certainly uh, certainly has a lot to uh, say about it. You see what's going on in Mexico? I found a story out of the L.A. Times. I put it on michaelsavage.com. Nice young Hispanic-American guy. He's a city councilman in a small town in Southern California. He goes to Mexico. He goes to dinner with his wife. The uh, banditos break in. They kidnap him and four other men. They execute him, throw him in the, garbage, in the, in the gutter. Do you look what's going on in Mexico? Do you have any idea the war at our doorstep? And this government wants to make illegal aliens legal. Do you have any idea how incompetent this government is? And by the way, they're not the first incompetent. Bush was the same. Okay, so don't, don't start telling me about Obama. Bush tried to do it too. And uh, McShane the Shame passed the, uh, the uh, Illegal Immigration uh, Legal Act. You know, just give him a pass. That. So this is coming up. This. He can bankrupt America, nationalize the banks nationalize health care, nationalize the automobile industry, and then flood us with 30 million criminals if they try it. I predict that the town hall meetings were like a child's birthday party compared to what's coming if this gang tries to force this down our throats. That's my prediction. I'm not going to lead it. You don't need me to lead it. Millions of you know what this is all about. Millions of you know what is at stake. Millions of you know that if they legalize 30 million illegal aliens and their kin, it's all over. You will have the equivalent of the wrecked socialist state of Mexico. We will have the most melted-down country. It's over. It'll never come back from the hell that they will drag us into. And that is worth fighting for, let me tell you that. That is worth fighting for, because if they do that, they will have a perennial vote for socialism in this country. Let me explain that again to you. If they get those 30 million illegal aliens in here, they'll vote one socialist left-wing government after another for the rest of your life and probably your children's life. You know, there was a time that Mexico was a semi-prosperous nation. And then what happened was is that it became totally corrupted in the 1930s and socialism crept in and the country truly never recovered from that. And now they're going to import this mentality to this country? So there I say to you, I'm not making a prediction, but I'm saying to you, as I sit here, if I'm going to make any kind of political prediction, 
that if this gang tries to pull that one off on the American people, and I can guarantee you as I stand here, as I stand here in front of this microphone, that this is not just a Republican thing. This is not just a Democrat thing. I've seen every poll. This is a, uh, an American thing. Most Americans want the illegals not only stopped, they want them thrown out of the country. Let me go a step further. They don't want another passive, let's get the, let's sit here and wait for the next radical Muslim attack, and then we'll see what mistakes were made. They're tired of it. They want them kicked out. They want them out of this country. They are sick of it. They don't like the demographic change, if I may be very blunt about it. They don't like the cultural change, the social change. They don't like any of it. But worse than that, they don't like the political change that came with the illegals. How do you think people like Barbara Boxer, Hillary Clinton, Dianne Feinstein, and Barack Obama get elected? How do you think it happens? By rigging the ballot box with illegal aliens primarily. That's how it happens. And so you say, well, how did this happen? How did this happen? You've seen nothing yet. If you let them get away with granting amnesty to the 30 million illegal aliens, you may as well leave the country because you're not going to be a, you will be a stranger in your own land. So a stranger in your own land. Now, yeah, Michael Savage can be pretty tough, but I just wonder, is this next? I mean, 71% of we the people did not want nationalized health care, but we got it anyway, at least until 2013, which I believe this thing will eventually be thrown out, but that's down the road in another show. But, but if the government no longer listens to the will of the people and is granting amnesty to the 32 million illegal immigrants in this country right now, is that the next move? So I'm just throwing things out there for conversation's sake. And um, and like he said, you know, it's not Democrat, it's not Republic, it's it's uh, just the right thing. But can you imagine what that will do for truckers in this country? And uh, I hate to say it, but I believe that's coming also. That that will probably be the next move. But um, things to think about in trucking. So, uh, it's you know, it's tough. It's a tough life, tough things out there. And um, I, th- I think that by discussing and uh, having open discussions like this and where people can hear what drivers are thinking and, and uh, you know, what's on their mind. Uh, Donna, I think that, I mean, I think that helps a lot. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the voices have to be heard. So many times, you know, people complain and you read in forums and blogs, but, you know, we we need to be active and get out there and actually say what's on your mind. And especially in a in a replay broadcast where it can be listened to again. So it's 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 not like dead once you say it it's over. I, I noticed Fred's uh podcasting all of his and you can listen to all his. I think Daniel's gonna be podcasting his. So a lot of these shows, you know, are, are replays and uh they have to, people have to to say what's on their mind and, and get it out. And then have the other side, have two-sided discussions and discuss things. You know, trucking is going through a lot of changes right now, and it's really going along right with the whole country. The country is going through a lot of changes right now. And yeah. one is affecting the other. So, you know, everybody with their ideas and their comments, they're all important. Uh, there's always a, a, somebody always has a slant. Somebody thinks of something one way, somebody thinks of it another, and that's how you have open debate, you know, between intelligent people. We can discuss things. So, absolutely, I think these uh, programs are great. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and the social media, like I said, has really uh, 
has really taken off a lot of uh, a lot of really good sites and uh, you know more truckers voicing their opinions and their concerns and and with those people who make the policies and stuff can can listen in and hopefully do the right thing and make things better so i guess we're just going to have to wait and see but you're working on the uh, FMCSA coming on uh, sometime in April, yeah, right? Yeah. You're right, right. Been having emails and conversations back and forth. It's just difficult to nail down a time um, with everybody because uh, there's going to be uh, three people, I believe, coming on, and we have to nail down a, a time that's going to be uh, working for everybody. Um, but talking about social media, you know, we never we never come out and say it, but if you're on Facebook, um, we have a, a fan page, Truth About Trucking, LLC, and Alan has his personal uh, page, which is um, uh, Alan Smith, and then his username is Ask the Trucker. So, uh, and Twitter. On Twitter, we're Ask the Trucker. And uh, we're pretty active in all of them because, uh, you know, sending messages back and forth, that's how we get things um, out there, and it's growing uh, rapidly. The, the network, what Matt was just talking about, is really becoming quite huge uh, between truckers, but, you know, not as huge as it can get. I mean, there's three and a half million truckers out there. So, uh, you know, we've, we've just now been, you know, touching the surface on that, and although it's getting getting pretty big, uh, imagine if, if everybody was, was in on it. So uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of good things. You know, we can do a lot of things in this uh, industry for for drivers, and, and that includes making it safe. It includes what? Making it safer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm glad Patches brought up uh, Jason's Law because that's always uh, always an important issue. And like I said, one of the biggest things, really, that to come along for trucking in years. And um, so uh, just keep plugging away, and it's gaining steam, and it's, it's looking real good. So, um uh, well, about six minutes down, uh, we're almost done here. I think um, uh, that might just do it for this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. And uh, thanks for all the listeners. Uh, thanks for hanging with me this evening. And all our callers, I appreciate your participation. And uh, our next show is Wednesday, March 31st, 2010 at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And we'll be moving into politics a little bit. I try to stay away from that, but um, sometimes I just can't help myself. I just have to throw myself in there and give my opinion for what it's worth. And uh, a great website for uh, for politics, if you like to follow that and everything, is theamericandriver.com. They do a lot, and you can uh, go to their website and follow them and see what they're doing. But uh, our next show, uh, March 31st, uh, on a Wednesday, like I said, 8.30 Eastern Daylight Time, health care bill and its impact on trucking. Uh, with the passing of the health care bill, what will be its impact on the trucking industry? Will there even be an impact? So uh, I hope you join me for an open discussion once again on the future of America as it relates to the new health care reform and its effect on the private sector. And again, Wednesday, March 31st at 8.30 p.m., uh, Florida time, Eastern Daylight Time, so I hope to see you there. And um, thanks again for joining us, and we'll be back then. And here is, uh, I, didn't get to, I didn't get any songs in. Boy, I had a, 
I had a lot of songs to play tonight because so many truckers are into other things other than trucking and a lot of uh, hobbies and talents out there, but we'll get them in next time. Um, but here, here's, a, here's another original trucking song. Uh, I'll just leave you with tonight. You've heard it before. It's a great song. We got we get a lot of requests for it. It's written by Barry Allen and David Ayers, and performed by John Johnson. And you can download it at Barry Allen's website at myspace.com/slash/the-song-plugger. And so here is when the big rigs don't roll. And thanks for hanging with us again tonight. And uh, we'll be back on the 31st. So until next time. For Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening. It ain't right, man, it sucks. When the big old companies make a billion bucks on the backs of the working man driving trucks and cars. It takes 1200 bucks to fill this rig While I'm stuffing the pockets of some big wig He don't care if I've maxed out my credit card The only trick I get for my truck Is the jack in the price when I fill it up It's like pumping my money down an endless hole What they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll I don't need a college degree To figure out that they're ripping off me They get a big tax break and all I get's the shaft Insurance goes up if my credit is down If I sink any lower I'm gonna drown And I ain't getting no help from a bureaucrat, no The only trick I get for my truck Is a jack in the price when I fill it up It's like pumping my money down an endless hole But what they gonna do when the big rigs on road Tell me what they're going to do when the big rigs don't roll. If mama hadn't taught me the golden rule, I'd tell those big wigs what to do. With the nozzle on the pump where I get my gas. But I'm a good boy and I won't do that. My truck is a jack in the price when I fill it up It's like pumping my money down an endless hole What they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? What they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Okay, when the big rigs don't roll, what you gonna do? So, 
90 seconds left here. Uh, just wanted to jump in again real quick. Thanks for all our listeners and all our callers and everybody participating in Truth About Trucking Live. We're going on, uh, been here now for about two and a half years, plan on being here a lot longer. So, uh, And again, uh, I hope you join in on the trust, uh, the uh, human trafficking webinars coming up in April. And, again, you can just go to uh, askthetrucker.com, and it's our very first post that we have up there, and it will explain to you how you can join in on the webinar. And, like I said, if you've never been on an Internet webinar, it's, it's, it's really a pretty cool thing put on by chapter61.com uh, for three days, the 14th, 21st, and the 28th. And uh, you have to send them an email, and they'll send you the information on how you can participate in those webinars. An incredible crime that goes on every day. We j I just told you about one that just happened yesterday. Uh, so if you can, um, join in on their webinar. I know they'd appreciate it, and you'll learn a lot, and you can learn how you can help these victims of human trafficking that goes on not only here in America but all across the world, a $32 billion industry a year. So check it out at askthetrucker.com. Join the uh, webinar. Uh, good night, everybody, and we'll see you on the 31st.